0: welcome to Big Hospitality's latest United We Stand podcast. I'm James McAllister and today I'm joined by siblings Iffy and Amika Frederick, who founded Nigerian tapas restaurant Chukus in London's Tottenham. Having been forced to close less than two months after opening as a result of the coronavirus lockdown, the pair focused on maintaining the community-minded element of their brand through a series of virtual supper clubs and Nollywood Netflix parties. Okay, so Ify and Amika, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me today. Uh, where do we find you at the moment, and how has uh, lockdown life been treating you?
1: Um, well, yeah, you, to answer your first question, we're we're at home,
0: okay.
1: uh, where we've been where we've been asked to be. Um, obviously, um, we're currently thinking about uh, you know, potentially uh, reopening the restaurant. Mm. but um yeah in the in the in the kind of lockdown period obviously we haven't been able to 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 trade um we haven't um pivoted to doing uh food food delivery um mm. but as a new restaurant when we just opened we'd only opened been open for 5 weeks
0: yeah um, cuz that's why I wanted to ask you i mean how was it i mean you still i mean i know you, as a brand chukus has been around people are very familiar with it been around for a while but it was still the it's still a very fledgling restaurant. So, I mean, how was it, the idea of having to close something like that, having worked so hard to get it open and having to close it within, you know, less than two months of opening?
2: I think um, it was actually a relatively easy decision to make. Um, yeah. so we actually closed the restaurant uh, before everyone was mandated to. Yeah, so it definitely wasn't what we expected to do. But I think shutting a restaurant is is very different soon after opening is very different when you're shutting the restaurant when the whole industry comes to a close as well. There's yeah. there's a kind of like safety numbers sort of thing. that you're not you're not the only one. This isn't even mm-hmm. just a, a Tottenham thing or a London thing. You're you're seeing it
1: literally globally. So you're like, okay, well, we're just we're doing what we have to do. Yeah, I think um, yeah, you say it's a difficult decision. I think I think when people say to it, we mean difficult decision, they mean it it it, it might have pained you. Um mm-hmm. so it, it was actually an easy decision as if it said to make because um, to some degree um, or at least the week after that decision would have been taken out of our hands anyway mm. um um obviously it was it was a, you know, a painful painful decision um that we had to make because we knew what it meant you know we meant we had to go and call out all those customers that were coming for for that week and stuff like that but I think it's quite um you know I think it was never we kind of you know, very quickly thought that look, this doesn't mean that this is going to be the, the end for us. Um, you know, we, we quickly, you know, looked at our numbers um, and looked at, you know, what we needed to, um, you know, be able to cover for a period of, say, we started off with three months hmm. and we're like, you know, we'll be, we should be okay. We should be able to be able to come back, you yeah. know, be able to come back kind of strongly so so that that made the decision that lightened it um mm. obviously the i think the 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 most painful part about the decision was or or you know having to do that was with the people side yeah, um yeah. you know having to you know we just we 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 just spent five well just over five weeks with that team because we had them for training, mm. and you know what if and I had seen of our team was we started off by training them on our culture mm. and we'd seen them take that culture um, and with their own kind of beautiful characters um, then started to manifest that in their in their own in their own way with their own, with their own sort of like twists and elements and and customers you know i guess were absolutely loving the what they were what, how they were kind of you know embodying the kind of the chop chatchu spirit and we were loving their energy and so there was just this kind of like, especially as we got into the the, the March, that sort of mm-hmm. kind of energy that people were starting to get to. They start to understand, you know, the how to go and serve our customers and how to kind of be together as a team. And so having to kind of stop that, uh, and also initially not knowing whether we could support them um, financially, mm-hmm. that that particular was was particularly hard. That those first couple of calls with the team you know essentially saying we don't know when we're going to be reopening um, we also don't know if we can support you financially that was that was you know particularly hard given that we know that you know this is an industry where you know a lot of the frontline people are not super affluent and super well stocked in terms of savings um, mm. you know particularly young you know some people you know we know in our team members who you know, maybe looking after or you know, breadwinners, or looking after you know, uh, be care young carers or stuff like that. So those the, the the people side of it and the ramifications of it was was particularly tough. And obviously, you know, very you know grateful that this the kind of the furlough scheme was then put in place because that provided some some level of comfort financially right. for 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 us for our team members. So. Yeah.
0: And obviously, I mean, you've been very I think you've been very proactive in kind of how you've been keeping. The brand you know busy on the, like, your social media pages and through the different events you've been holding virtually during the lockdown period I mean was that something you decided on doing pretty quickly How, how did the development of that come about
2: yeah so that I mean that happened pretty much within a week uh, the decision and um, we were we essentially decided to see this as an opportunity. Mm. Uh, five weeks of the restaurant being open but that plan had begun before so Mecca and I actually were quite tired mm. and we decided to like let's pause um, catch up on some sleep also catch up on what's happened mm. and then actually let's go and look at what we can do what can we use this time to do um, and what that also involves is looking at actually what is it that we do and whilst yes people will see our physical space in Tottenham and think oh they serve Nigerian tapas Mm. That's just one manifestation of what we do. And what we do is celebrate Nigerian culture and mm. uh, bring people together and build a community, centred around um, like good food and feel good vibes. Mm. And whilst we weren't necessarily able to do the food element, we could still celebrate the culture and we could still bring people together. And mm. actually, it felt as social distancing and the lockdown came into place, bringing people together and keeping mm. spirits up. Um, felt actually more important um, than even when we'd been open and so it became a question of okay how can we how can we do that how what 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 is available to us to bring um to bring people together and to continue to celebrate the culture and that's how we first came up with the virtual supper club idea Mm -hmm. and one of the things we used to do when we were still in a pop-up was do supper clubs it's something we thought we might do at some point again in the future and you know, every, everyone had got to go to Zoom very quickly and yeah. we realised with, with some video calling platform that could be something that would, um, would be quite feasible for us to do and, uh, and critically, we actually realised it would be such a brilliant thing to do because unlike the restaurant, which means you can only be in a certain radius and you can come to it, we mm. could have our chop who are outside of London and also outside of the UK come mm. um, and experience and, and hang out with us essentially, and so you know, at our first one we had people from LA, uh, Lagos, Paris, and London, um, and that that was that was a really um, beautiful thing I think to have
0: been able to do. And how do you hope to kind of bring that back into the restaurant as and when you do reopen? It's a very, you know, it's a great concept that's really driven by the ability, you know, by communication, by socializing, <laughs> and obviously the idea of having to have some sort of distancing in place effectively you know it's the complete antithesis of this so what thoughts have you had in terms of how you're going to kind of negotiate that as and when you do react?
2: I think there are a couple of things um I think kind of the warmth and the sociable vibe that people pick up on is beyond actually the space like interestingly the amount of people in this time who've landed on our Instagram profile and been like oh I can just feel the vibe these people are experiencing chikus through a screen and they've maybe just seen us on IG live or They've heard about our Nollywood Netflix party or maybe our new interview series that we're launching um, called Chicago's Chats, they're, they're picking up on what it is that we're trying to do and this open-heartedness and this coming togetherness. So actually, whilst there might be space, increased space between tables, I very much think that I'm not actually one thing I'm not concerned about is that people won't experience the warmth, um, that love and that social side of chikus when they open the Mm -hmm. door even if you know uh, the team members maybe not as close to them I think it's still you know in the way that you choose to say hello to someone how you choose to serve them um, the jokes that you may choose to make in that brief time that you have an interaction with them I think those things are still possible and so we might have to change some operational things about the way we do service Mm -hmm. but I think that kind of heart um, and and that readiness to make sure that people enjoy can yeah. very much still be there I, I don't think social distancing removes that if that was a core part of what you did already yeah
1: yeah i think um <laughs> it, sometimes sometimes you go to a party and it's really really busy mm. um, but the vibes just not correct yeah and you can go to a party and there could be five ten people but you know what it's still the the vibe was correct and and, it, and as i it said um, I'm not going to repeat it. Or if they said, you know, it's not. It go. It goes beyond about numbers of people in in the space. Um, mm-hmm. You know how we how we create the energy. How you know customers are greeted. How people are. People, you actually look. You know in the body. Your body language. You know the music that's in the space and how that percolates into the 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 atmosphere. You know that there's all those sorts of those things. And I think actually with our space, yeah. um, if there is more space actually you, you know how we've kind of decorated this at uh, the space with elements of nigerian culture it actually gives people an opportunity to take in some more of that because a lot of the things we've done in the space were intentional to be able to kind of transport people and actually people maybe have time to maybe indulge more and read this this proverb and understand what that's all about and so forth so yeah i think there's 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 an op- there's an opportunity to to actually um said so to kind of bring forth even more of, of that culture whilst that vibe still be coming through
2: and then mm. i i also think actually the the responsibility and i, I call it a responsibility of a restaurant almost increase mm. after this time because maybe you've come out and it's you and a couple of friends you, this might be more become more rare than it was before you know london is yeah. always out to eat but maybe mm. instead of your three times a week um, it's it's once a month. So when you're choosing to dine with us, even mm-hmm. your regular catch up or your is has become even more special. And so therefore, we will have even an even greater responsibility to make sure that that when you come with us and dine with us, you have a brilliant, excellent, memorable um, time. I think I think every, like everyone is uh, craving eating out. <laughs> yeah. And so I I just don't even do think it is almost like a responsibility just to make sure that when when you have that first meal out or you know when you get together with your friends again it it it, it, it is going to feel so new people we're not used to not having done this for that, this amount of time yeah yeah say that
1: that 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 increased focus on on the hospitality side of of actually dining out rather than just you know putting putting food onto the plate and actually. Uh, onto the onto the, onto the table. There's that additional amount of of time, and maybe you know, actually, uh, at, 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 at team members will actually have more time per customer, for example. So you can actually have even a more um hospitable experience. Mm.
0: Have you um? I mean, obviously, can, given when you closed, I mean, it, it was perhaps an interesting time, perhaps to take stock of like menu and stuff like that. Have there been? Have you considered any changes or done any development to the menu during the lockdown at all? things that you might introduce change whatever yeah. have you
1: um, um so actually because we, we were so new there mm. were there um a lot of things you know behind the scenes weren't perfect for us mm. you know both both front and back you yeah. know uh and top and, mid, and bottom and middle like you know we, we were just so yeah. green and so as if they kind of mentioned already like you know what we have you use this time for is to kind of look at various things so we have really looking at a menu and just more often than not it's about the tweaking because we actually even haven't even had that amount of kind of um knowledge yet of if is this this really selling because it just hasn't it hasn't been out there there that yeah. long um and the and the general kind of flow of the menu um we'll probably make uh one one or two one or two changes mm. um but but by by and large the the menu will be the same I think for for us, I think one thing what we really wanted to focus on was making sure that the the consistency with which we delivered that quality was re- was really um, was really was really good um and I like you know for most we had you know, great reviews but even for ourselves we were critical that like, you know we weren't we didn't, I just like sometimes look at the plate. It wasn't, it wasn't what, you know, we should have been delivering every, every single time. Um, and so, yeah, just making sure that we can, you know, be more, more clear cut in terms of what each step should be in, in terms of delivering this dish is being more of the focus than kind of introducing um, new, new dishes.
0: Well, guys, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me today. Look forward to seeing you back at the restaurant soon. Take care. Bye-bye.